Hi you guys, this is Treasure and I'm back with another podcast and today we are going to be doing a podcast on the book. The first one I did um, a podcast on, it was about celebrities and stuff like that, but today we're going to keep it nice and simple and relaxing for you guys. And today we're going to do um, a podcast about a book and the book that we're going to be reading today is Speak. I've never read this book before, this is my first time reading this book. Um, I got this book in 5th grade, no not 5th grade, 8th grade year, during the end of the school year, we all got to choose books that we wanted, and I never really read it, so I decided to make a podcast on this book, so I hope you guys enjoy it, it looks very interesting in my opinion, um, the title is going to speak, um, the author is Lori Hustle Anderson. And it says it's a 90-90 National Book Award finalist, which is really interesting. Um, so let's read the back first before we start reading the book. Um, it says, this is a tough, tender, and darkly funny story of a teenage outcast. Melina Sordino busted the end of summer party by calling the cops so her old friends will talk to her. And people she doesn't know hate her from a distance. The safest place to be is alone inside her head but even that's not safe because there's sometimes some some things she trying she's trying not to think about something about the night of the party that if she let it in would blow her carefully constructed disguise to smithers and then she will have to speak the truth <clears throat> anderson's perfectly captures the harsh comforting of high school clicks and one teen struggle to find an acceptance from her peers but but delina's sarcastic wit honesty and courage makes her a memorable character whose ultimate triumphs will inspire and empower readers okay that sounds really interesting sorry for me mumbling so tired (laughs) but um i wanted to make a podcast so that's what we're gonna do but let's start with the first chapter well the first page aka the first chapter my voice is kind of low you guys I'm trying to energize it a little bit okay so it says it's my first morning of high school I have seven notebooks a skirt I hate and a stomachache the school bus wheezes to my corner. The door opens and I step up. I am the first pickup of the day. The driver pulls away from the curb while I stand in the aisle. Where to sit? I've never been on the backseat waist cast. If I sit in the middle, a stranger could sit right next to me. If I sit in the front, it will make me look like a kid, little kid. But I figure it's the best chance I have to make eye contact with one of my friends. If any of them have decided to talk to me yet. The bus picks up students in groups of four or five. As they walk down the aisle, people who were my middle school lab partners or gym buddies glare at me. I close my eyes. This is what I've been dreaming, I mean dreading. As we leave the last stop, I am the only person sitting alone. The driver dashes to to drag us over the hills. The engine clanks, which makes the guys in the back holler sometimes. Obscene. Someone is wearing too much cologne. I try to open my windows, but the last, but the little latches won't move. A guy behind me unwraps his breakfast and shoots the wrapper at the back of my head. It bounces into my lap. A ho-ho. We pass janitors' paintings over the sign. 
in the front of high school, the school board has decided that Meriwether High, home of the Trojans, didn't send a strong absence message. So they have transformed us into the Blue Devils. Better the Devils you know than the Trojan you don't, I guess. School colors will stay purple and gray. The board didn't want to spring for new uniforms. Order students are, are allowed to roam into the bell. But ninth graders are heard into the auditorium. We fall into clans, jockey, country, clubbers, idiots, savants, cheerleaders, human ways, aero trash, future, fastics of America, big hair clicks, the Marthas, suffering artists, the peons, gothic shredders, I am Clayness. I wasted the last weeks of August watching bad cartoons. I didn't go to the mall, the lake, or the pool, or a square, the phone. I have entered high school with the wrong hair, the wrong clothes, the wrong attitude, and I don't have anyone to sit with. I am an outcast. There is no point looking for my ex-friends or clan. The playing Janes has splintered and the pieces are being absorbed by rival factions. Nicole lungs with the jocks comparing scars from summer league sports. Ivy floats between the suffering artists one on one on one side of the aisle and the Thippians on the other. She has enough personality to travel with two packs. Jessica has moved to Nevada, no real loss. She was mostly Leva's friend anyway. The kid behind me laughed so loud I know they were laughing about me. I can't help myself. I turn around, it's Rachel, surrounded by a bunch of kids wearing clothes that most definitely did not come from the East Side Mall. Rachel Bruin, my ex-best friend, she stares at someone above me, above my left ear. Words climb up my throat. This was the girl who suffered through brownies with me, who taught me how to swim, who understood about my parents, who didn't make fun of my bedroom. If there is any one of the tire dogs I am dying to tell what really happened is Rachel, my throat burns. Her eyes met mine for a second. I hate you, she mounts. Silently, she turns her back to me and laughs with her friends. I bite my lip. I am not going to think about it. It was ugly, but it's over and I'm not going to think about it. My lips bleed a little. It tastes like metal. I need to sit down. I stand in the center aisle of the auditorium, a wounded zebra in the National Geographic special, looking for someone, anyone to sit next to. A predator approaches, gray jock, buzz cut, whistle around, a neck thicker than his head. Probably a social study teacher hired to coach a blood sport. Mr. Neck, sit. I grab Z. Another wounded zebra turns and smiles at me. She's packing at least five grand worth of ornodonata, but has gray shoes. I'm Heather from Ohio, she says. I'm new here. Are you? I don't have time to answer. The lights dim and the acredona begin. The first ten lies they tell you in high school. We are here to help you. You will have enough time to get to your class before the bell rings. Lies. The judge codes will be enforced. No smoking is allowed on school grounds. Our football team will win the championship this year. 
We expect more of you this year. Guidance counselors are always available to listen. Your schedule was created with your needs in mind. Your locker combination is private. These will be the years you will look back on fondly. My first class is biology. I hate biology to be honest, but let's keep reading. I can't find it and get my first dimmer. For wandering the halls, it is 8.50 in the morning. Only 6.99 days and 7 class period until graduation. <laughs> Our teachers are the best. My English teacher has no face. She has uncombed stringy hair that drops on her shoulders. The hair is black from her parts to her ears and then neo-orange to frizzy ends. I can't decide if she has pissed off her hairdresser or is morphing into a monarch butterfly. I call her hair woman. Hair woman wastes 20 minutes talking, taking attendance because she won't look at us. She keeps her head bent over her deck so the hair flops in front of her face. She spends the rest of the class writing on the board and speaking to the flag about our required reading. She wants us to write in her class journals every day but promises not to read them. I write about how weird she is. This is so funny. I'm sorry, I'm just stopping out of nowhere because my ELA teacher does that. She like wants us to read but she said that she doesn't read like our journals and stuff like that but she like wants us to write in it like she forces us to write in it but never reads in it which kind of doesn't make sense but like let's keep on reading um we have journals and social studies too the school must have gotten a good price on journals we are studying american history for the ninth time in nine years Another review of map skills, one week of naive Americans, Christopher Columbus in time for Columbus Day, the pilgrims in time for Thanksgiving. Every year they saw we were going to get right up to the presence, but we always get stuck in the Industrial Revolution. We got to World War I in seventh grade. Who knew there had been a war with the whole world? We needed more holidays to keep the social studies teachers on track. My social studies teacher is Miss Neck, the same guy who growled at me to sit down in the auditorium. He remembers me fondly. I got my eye on you, front row. Nice seeing you again, too. I bet he suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, Venom or Iraq, one of those TV wars. Spotlight. I find my locker after social studies. The locker sticks a little, but I open it. I dive into a stream of fourth period lunch students and swim down the hall to the cafeteria. I know enough not to bring lunch on the first day of high school. There is no way of telling me what the accessible fashions will be. Brown bangs, humble, testament, or cerebra, or terminal geek, or gear, insulted lunch bags, hip, bags, ways to serve the planet, or sign of an honorable mother. Buying is this only solution, and it gives me time to scan the cafeteria for a friendly face or in Cospicus Corner. Page 8. The hot lunch is... The hot lunch is turkey with rest reconsidered dry mashed potatoes and gray a damn green vegetable and a cookie i'm not sure how to order anything else so i just 
side of my tray along and let the lunch let the lunch drones fill it. The eight-foot senior in front of me somehow gets three cheeseburgers, french fries, and two hoo-hoos without saying a word. Some sort of Morse code with his eyes, maybe. Must study this further. I follow the basketball pool into the cafeteria. I see a few friends, people I used to think were my friends, but they look away. Think fast, think fast. There's that new girl, Heather, reading by the window. I can sit across from her, or I can crawl behind a trash can. Or maybe I could dump my lunch straight into the trash and keep moving right on out the door. The basketball pool waves to a table of friends. Of course the basketball team. They all slur at him. A buzzard greeting practiced by athletic boys and sits. He smiles and throws a hoo-hoo. I try to scoot around him. Thump, a launch of potatoes and gray hits me square in the center of my chest. All conversation stopped at the entire lunch room gawks, my face burning into retinas. I will be forever known as that girl who nailed by potatoes the first day. The basketball pool apologizes and says something else, but 400 people explode into laughter and I can't read lips. I ditch my train and bolt for the door. I monitor so fast out of the lunchroom, out of the, lunchroom the track coach would draft me for varsity if he were around. But no, Mr. Nick has cafeteria duty, and Mr. Nick has no use for girls who can run. The only 100 and under 10 seconds unless they were willing to do it while holding on to football. Mr. Nick, we meet again. Me. No answer. Would he listen to, I need to go home and change, or did you see what the boozer did? Not a chance. I keep my mouth shut. Mr. Nick, Mr. Nick, where do you think you're going? Me. No answer. It... It is easier not to say anything. Shut your trap button. Your lip can it. All that crap you hear on TV about communicating and expressing feelings is a lie. Nobody really wants to hear what you have to say. Mr. Nick makes a note in his book. I knew you were trouble the first time I saw you. I've tried here for 24 years and I could tell what's going on in a kiss head just by looking in their eyes. No more warnings. You just earned a dermot for wandering the house without a pass. Sanctuary. Page 9. Art follows lunch like a dream follows nightmare. The classroom is at the, at the far end of the building and has long south-facing windows. We're also on page 10. Um, catch up. If you're not on page 10, we'll wait. Okay, I hope you're on the net on, on page 10 because we're gonna start reading. Okay, so south facing windows. The sun doesn't shine much in circuit, so the art room is designed to get very bit of light it can. It is busy. I mean it is dusty in a clean, dirty kind of way. The floor is layered with dust plodges of paint, the walls plastered with sketches of tormented teenagers and fat puppies, the shelves crowded with clay pots, a radio play with my favorite station. Mr. Freeman is ugly, big old grasshopper body, like a silk walking um, secret guy, nose like a credit card sunk between his eyes with a smile at us as we file into class. 
He is hunched over a spinning pot, his hands muddy red. Welcome to the only class that will teach you how to survive, he says. Welcome to art. I sit at the table close to the desk. Ivy is in the class. She sits by the door. I keep staring at her, trying to make her look at me. That happens in movies, you know. People can feel it when others stare at them, and they just have to turn around and say something. Either Ivy has a great force field, or my laser vision isn't very strong. She won't look back at me. I wish I could sit with her. She knows art. Mr. Freeman turns off the wheel and grabs a piece of chalk without washing his hands. Yeah, I'm gonna add my accent in here. So, he writes on the board. The clay streaks the word like dry blood. This is where you could find your soul, if you dare. Where you could touch that part of you that would never dare, you never dare look at before. Do not come here and ask me to show you how to draw a face. Ask me to help you find the wind. I sneak a peek behind him. The eyebrows telegraph is flashing fast. The guy is weird. He must see it. He must know what we are thinking. He keeps on talking. He says we, are, we will graduate knowing how to read and write because we'll spend a million hours learning how to read and write. I could argue that point. Mr. Freeman, why not spend that time on art, painting, sculpt, sculpting, sculpting charcoal p- pasta oils? Are words or numbers more important than images? You decide this. Does algebra move you to tears? Hand raised, thinking he wants answers. Can the plural possessive express the feelings in your heart? If you don't learn art now, you will never learn how to breathe. This is more for someone who questions the value of words. He sure uses a lot of them. I tune out for a while and words come back. When he holds up a huge globe that is missing half of the northern hemisphere. Can anyone tell me what this is? He asks. A globe? Ventures a voice in the back. Mr. Freeman rolls his head. <laughs> what is an expressive sculpture that some kid dropped and he had to pay for? It's out of his own money or they didn't let him graduate, asks another. Mr. Freeman signs. No imagination. What are you, 13, 14? You've already let them beat your creativity out of you. This is an old globe. See what he was basically trying to say that you was a dummy. I'm just joking. I used to let my daughters kick around my studio when it was too wet to play outside. One day, Jenny put her foot right through Texas and the United States, crumbled into the sea, and voila, an idea. This broken ball could be used to express such powerful visions. You could paint a picture of it with people flying through the from the hole. So page 12, this is um, where we're going to stop for today. Um, if you, if I went too fast for you, I'm so sorry. Or I went too slow, I'm so sorry. But if I went too fast, you can pause this podcast and go back to um, where you missed um, some of the pages where as soon as I got to the page, I stopped and said um, the page number. So I hope that kept you on track. But stay tuned for my next podcast. Um, we're going to be reading like probably like 10 more pages or so. 
trying to keep this easy a nice easy breeze for you for some people that like forcing trying to want to read but like don't really want to read don't like reading but like trying to read more books but don't want to read a lot this is probably like a nice good podcast for you to listen to and read along because um every day when I do another podcast um I don't really do that much chapters I do like one or two chapters each time I um, do a podcast on a book so hopefully this is um not too much for you to read if you don't like reading but I also hope you enjoy um this podcast and stuff like that and stay tuned for my third podcast on speak and tell me what your opinion is on um the book and what do you think about the art teacher because he is kind of weird if you think about it Mr. Freeman he is really kind of weird he's not like every teacher you probably you know have every once in a while and her um American government teacher I feel like something's going to happen between her and um her um American um government teacher because it just feels like those movies where like you like see like those like tv shows where you see like um oh like teenage girl and they're like dating their like teacher or whatever stuff like that but like let's see and find out I don't know if that's true or not I never read the book or heard anything about it I'm just reading it but I hope you come for the next podcast and I hope you enjoy and missed anything go back reread it rewatch the re-listen to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed